You thought they were dead, but they weren't. They were just really, like, really distracted. From the makers of Dude, Where's My... What was I looking for again? And Oceans... Oceans... Is there a one? Why is there no one? ADD Masterminds, the gritty reboot... Blah, blah, blah. In a world where podcasts are left on the side of the road to die and flounder in the sun till they are nothing but bleached, dry bones in the wilderness, there comes the oasis of insanity, hilarity, and Adderall, ADD masterminds. (laughs) Now with more meat. Now with more Adderall. Oh, I don't even know what Adderall is. What is that? It's, it's like ADD medication. Oh, no, it's we don't like want that. Ruin. We'd ruin our charm. No. Yeah, I know, right? All right, so... so yeah. yeah. I'm John Howie. So, Jason, and I'm not Jason Bukowski. Or yeah. Bukowski. Bukowski, not Bukowski. There's no W in there. It's Bukowski. I know. I learned that last I'm time. I'm not him. I, I, I'm not him. I'm Jeff. No, Jason Bukowski is actually distracted by his family right now. So, yeah, like, go figure, right? Where we're like the distraction from your family, um, right? That's we really should have trademarked that. But so let's talk about the the real thing. Why why did ADD Masterminds go on like a one year hiatus? So I mean, that's what everybody really wants to know, right? Yeah, um, I don't know. We got distracted. At least yeah, that's, what the, that's what the trailer at the beginning... We're not supposed to acknowledge that, are we? That there was a trailer at the beginning? There was? I didn't, oh. I didn't hear anything. That's okay. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be in in post. But it's pre yeah. for the people we'll that are listening. We'll add it in post. I feel like I'm really ruining right. the magic. Yeah. <laughs> anyways. So, anyways, for those of you who are just now joining us after uh, our long hiatus... Um, we're back. We are rediscussing things that we left undiscussed previously, and we are going to be discussing new things which have uh, surfaced since then. Um, we have some deep theological questions. We have a lot of silliness to discuss, and we um, maybe TV shows, music um, is not out of the question. Definitely not politics, though. Yeah. Yeah. No no politics. We don't we don't do that here because we're planning for world domination. We don't need politics for that. Yeah. That's right. Politicians mean nothing. 
You're nothing, and I'm not even going <laughs> to name you politicians. You don't have names as far yeah, as I'm concerned. you know concerned. who you are. Yeah. They're so, going to be our lackeys when we take over the world. Yeah. Nameless lackeys with hair and eyebrows. That's questionable. Right. So, what's up on the uh, what's up on the master list, John? All right. Well, first thing I was gonna say is like, what have you been up to? Well, that's a good question. Um, for the last nine months or so, um, I've been working uh, an actual job, getting a paycheck with actual money behind it, which is nice. What did you eat for breakfast? Um, what did I eat for breakfast? I had. Tamagoyaki eggs for breakfast. Whoa, what's that? That is a Japanese omelet. Oh. And they're delicious. Cool. I did. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're good. They're delicious. So, um, <laughs> that's great. Anyways, that's fascinating. So, that's what I, so, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Is that pretty much it? You've been working? Um, working. Um, I was playing on a worship team for a large church, which was a really fun learning experience. Yeah. It was very difficult, lots of fun, learned a lot of things, met a lot of cool people, uh, played a lot of guitar. Um, that was really great. I like that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and learned, um, just been doing a lot of reading, a lot of learning, a lot of growing, a lot of discussing theology. Uh, music um i have been enjoying my friend rob's album which uh, yeah. i have been consuming voraciously shout out to rob hashtag homeboy from the south um <laughs> <laughs> the original uh eight-bit gangster um <laughs> i was just gonna refer him to as the eight-bit gangster from now on i don't even say rob anymore I, that's what i'm trying to do so. i think that's a great idea you should totally do that so shout out to 8-Bit Gangsters out there, all of you. You know who you are. Um, let's see. What else have we been doing? Um, ben, let's see. Uh, ben just spending time with family, um, working on projects. And Rob has inspired me. I'm sorry, the 8-Bit Gangster has inspired me <laughs> to start work on an album project of my own, which I've been wanting to do for several years and have just never had proper motivation to do it. But now that I actually have the tools to do it, um, I am going to begin working on that as soon as I get a chance. Sick. That's awesome. All right. So, you know, it's funny. Um, I don't, I think I might've talked about this on the podcast last time, but I know like kind of what happened to me while we were on hiatus, um, is I kind of went through this process of like letting go of my ambition. Did I talk yeah. about that? I think so. But um, a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, like, kind of that idea of like we just have like this grandiose purpose, and it becomes kind of like uh, it's like a sort of bondage where it's like I got to do big, great things for the kingdom, but it's like just kind of being able to focus on what God puts in your hand and. I know part of that, too, yep. I've been thinking about uh, humility, right? And something I'm con- constantly working on. <laughs> Aside from just like how, oh, I screwed up. <laughs> it's like, I guess I'm not as great yeah. as I thought I was. But like, 
um, purposely yeah. learning it rather than accidentally learning it. And, and I it's guess hard when what, you're as awesome as we are. So <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I I'm glad that I make a lot of mistakes because it makes it easier to be humble. And I mean, I have those moments where people yeah. remind me you're not that great. So it's good. Thankful for those people. <laughs> um, but I I was thinking about what's the difference between real humidity, humility, humility, humidity, <laughs> real humidity. humility. <laughs> And false humility. Oh, well. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, I would think like humility as, well, obviously genuine humility is something that you don't run across very often. Um. I would say it's probably people that never really try to build themselves up in other people's minds. They are comfortable doing what they're doing, but they are always uh, being a servant, lifting other people up. Yeah, that what I would consider real humility. Uh, being a a servant leader, I think, is the common phrase. Yeah. And false humility would be people who are always telling you how humble they are. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know who you are out there, people. Yeah, <laughs> stop it, Steve. Yeah. I'm so sick of your false humility, Steve. Yeah, quit that. So when, in, in, when we talk about you know, ADD masterminds and taking over the world and how awesome we are. Of course, it's all tongue in cheek because we know we're just, you know, we're just goofy guys that just like to talk. So, um, just a pair of nerds, not, not even eight bit gangsters. Like I wish we were, but like not quite. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. All right. So, well, when I thought about this, I was like thinking about how like, um, humility is something it's almost like you do it for yourself. Like it's, that sounds bad, but like, it's, it's like this idea that it's like, I want to keep this posture of humility. It's like an integrity thing where you're just like, okay, I'm not going to get too high on myself. I want to have kind of a realistic assessment and not, I guess part of it is not thinking about yourself. Whereas I feel like false humility is this constant trying to show people that you have humility. Yeah. Right. If you have to constantly prove it, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think it's, again, just kind of focusing on, you know, what am I supposed to be doing right now? I'm going to do the best I can with it. And I'm not going to worry about so much what people think or whether people are noticing it. That's what gotcha. I'm learning anyways. Yeah. 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 So. It's, it's difficult. It's um, when you, you go through a tough spot and you struggle a lot and you really are having a hard time getting a grasp on life in general, it's, it's really easy to get discouraged. And instead of using that as an opportunity for us to practice humility, we get, we get discouraged and frustrated and we lash back and we complain. And, and those are all things that um, just our human nature wants to do, but that's not, that's not real humility. And I'm guilty of that too. So I, I know I'm, I'm not the best at that. So, 
What I'm finding too is like when I make a mistake, it's like just own up to it and say it's part of it's part of what I do. I make these kinds of mistakes. I'm working on it, but it's part of what I do. And if people notice that, great. They're recognizing yeah. part of what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't really learn from your mistakes if you never make mistakes and if you never admit you make mistakes. That's one of the things that my uh, my manager is really good about. He says, I expect you to make mistakes because everybody makes mistakes. You have to learn how to accept it graciously and then learn from it and move forward from there, which I agree with. That's really, you know, that's that's life, right? Hey, I, I pulled a John. <laughs> you pulled a me? By making mistakes? Yeah, I said, no, that's, that's life, isn't it? Yeah. You always say that after I say something profound. You just go, that's life, isn't it? I haven't noticed that. Oh, you know what I have noticed, though? That. Okay, I've been listening to what? myself podcast, and I realized I say, <laughs> you know, like so much. And I'm like talking to my kids, and I'm like, I got to stop saying <laughs> you know all the time. I just noticed I say that, and my kids are like, you haven't noticed that you say that like all the time? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to replace it with, Right? <laughs> So they're like, no, 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 that's more annoying. I'm like, too late. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. So anyways, you know, you just yeah. got to, you know, see, I did it again. Right. Way better. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. Hey, so um, I was listening to Chris Hartwick's podcast. It used to be called The Nerdist, but it's like something else. Um, yeah. Not The I Nerdist. Know, I know that one. Yeah, anyways, and he said something, and it was just kind of in passing, but I just thought this quote was, like, so amazing. He said, just go make a thing. Just go make a thing, huh? Just gonna, I'm just going to let that land for a minute. What, what kind of thing? Let's Does it make matter? A thing. Like, like our podcast. Our thing. podcast is a thing, and we're making it, right? And so yeah. I, I was thinking about how, like, podcasting in itself is art and i i'm just realizing this like i i've been thinking a lot about how art speaks and um i'm a little confused because okay. i have so many conversations and i'm sure i've probably talked about this everywhere but i'm like i feel like god's calling me back to art and i'm like what is the art that i'm supposed to be doing and some of it yeah maybe music um some of it may be comedy but i think podcasting is such an art i'm realizing especially this stuff add masterminds is so much fun to put together just it really is fun I, i've really missed it and i apologize to all of our loyal fans out there all five of you who missed us um it we it was a difficult time for us to let things go at the time that we stopped recording I think I still have two old episodes on my laptop that I never edited. That's just, I got so busy. And at the time I was looking for work and we were switching churches and it was just a lot of stuff going on and I just couldn't handle taking care of it, which John graciously stepped up and said, Oh, I'd love to edit that. You know, because I don't actually edit anything. I just record it and stick it out there. <laughs> you know, yeah. That was my first like ADD my- masterminds. Like, uh, edited by me last episode the only thing i noticed is like sometimes sometimes i will talk over someone or they'll talk over me and so i did some cutting of that but i didn't really worry about glitches and stuff like that i'm like if it glitches i just keep going i'm like yeah for those of you who aren't aware of the nature of podcasting over the internet like we do um over hangouts or whatever 
Um, there is a there is a, a second or so delay, maybe two second delay. So it's very common for us to accidentally talk over the end of each other's sentences. Um, and so if you hear us pause, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm making sure that John's finished hearing what I've said before he replies. So that, in case you're wondering, that's that's why we do that. So. Yeah, and then sometimes you go all transformer or whatever. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that. That that glitch. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What was that? Right. What the movie? Uh, yeah, I don't remember the name. The one about video games. Um, the guy with the big fists. Pixels. Nope. Nope. Oh, Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph. There we go. Wow, that was like a game of. Um, yeah, yeah, brain not working. It was a game. It's a game. All right. Hey, so um, I touched on this before. Um, actually, not in ADD Masterminds, what? but like this idea of intellectual property. And um, I was just thinking about how like w- when we create something, we always kind of want to like figure out how to hide it so that we can monetize it or we want to make money off of it. And uh. And I, I was kind of thinking about, like, if we just make this stuff public, like, it's like, hey, I got a cool idea, and you share it, and then someone else uses it, it's like, whatever, they can build on it. There's lots of ideas. Our brains are full of ideas. At least I know mine is. I think most people's are. Is yes. And it's just uh, like, the more ideas you put out there, the more you keep coming up with, and it's like, it's just like a never-ending stream, I find. Maybe it's an ADD thing. <laughs> Well, I, I wouldn't know because uh, I'm ADD, so I don't know what not being ADD is like. But for me, the creative process is one of those things that the more you use it, the easier it gets. It's like yeah. a muscle. You know, you have to exercise it. Um, I wrote a song with my son last week. <gasps> I haven't heard it yet. He, he, I listen to so it. he comes. Did you listen to it? Not yet. I got it. Was, it. It was horrible. Don't listen to it. Um, I'm but gonna, the idea was... Late, I'm gonna... Uh, so he came in one day and he says, Hey dad, the library's having a virtual battle of the bands. And, and I was like, Oh, that's great. Are you in a band? <laughs> and he's like, no man, I, I want to write a song. I, I wrote some lyrics and I want you to write the music for it. And I was like, uh, okay. When is the deadline? And he's like, next week. And I was like, Oh, okay. So you actually like want to whip something together just for fun and call it a band and just to do it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that. So, so we're driving back from the library and he's telling me about this and I just start like making up lyrics about video games and he's just like, Oh, I hate that. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you just, you're just good at that stuff. Just making up lyrics and stuff. Yeah. So, and I was like, I'm not trying to. I'm just being goofy. But every time I try and do something goofy, it actually comes out okay. And so he's like, oh, I have to slave over it, you know. So what we ended up doing is, is, is he, he wrote out some lyrics, and I kind of I tweaked them, and I said, okay, maybe you know, switch a few words here. And then I wrote the 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 actual song, the chords, which it wasn't very fancy. It kind of came out like a punk rock song because they're, they're easy to write, right? It's only nice. four chords. So, um, yeah, really easy to do. So I, we whipped that together in about, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. And we whipped this together and we started practicing it and, and we recorded it on a, you know, a 
cheap laptop camera and a microphone and it it it's a song but but the thing is is we did the whole process in like 30 minutes so and it was really fun and it just kind of got my creative juices flowing and i was like yeah i want to do more stuff like that yeah you know but i yeah i just feel like this stuff can just be free form and i think like if we just have one idea and we hold on to it that's all we're gonna have I feel like there's almost a scriptural principle to this because it's like once you unleash it and you just start throwing it out there and then people are like, oh, can I use this idea? And it's like, yeah, sure. There's lots. There's plenty of ideas. And you just keep, out, keep coming up with ideas and it really doesn't, doesn't matter who does what with it. Like, and I, I feel like yeah. we could advance as a society if people just did that instead of trying to keep it to themselves. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's issues with people that are like patent trolls and stuff like that. You know, that I find that's kind of irritating in how movie producers and movie uh, studios will re-release an edition of their movie so that it will extend the copyrights and they don't expire, etc. I'm looking at you, Lucasfilm. Um, <laughs> you do realize that the original Star Wars series would have passed into public domain by now if they hadn't re-released it as limited editions. I almost think they should have just made three and be done. You know, just do the first three. It's like, well, that's like, uh, it's like Back to the Future. They did three and it's like, good. It's like, don't, don't add to it. Well, yeah. I mean, back when we were, when we were kids and, and young adults, like movies, like a trilogy was as much as you did. They didn't have yeah. like, you know, these, these crazy, like, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten part movie series like that wasn't that was unheard of back then because movies cost a lot of money to make and and jaws well except for rocky yeah rocky and jaws and texas chainsaw massacre and nightmare on elm street and i honestly haven't really watched (laughs) any of those series so (laughs) but jurassic park too that's another example um my son and i were talking about that and like basically he was saying it's like the first one And then the one they just released recently, not the one that's coming out. But if they just did those two, that would have been good. And I'm like, yeah, because you got the nostalgia. That would have been cool. But I mean, like two and three, not that great. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the same way with The Matrix. I thought the first one was perfectly fine on its own. They didn't need two sequels. It was, you know. Oh, what does need it was two great. sequels? <laughs> you know Not what this needs? Two sequels. Actually, you know, best sequel I've seen in a long time is um, uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Have you seen Guardians? And Guardians. I 2? saw. I saw it. I did. I was not impressed by the sequel. I'm. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I may have to trade in my nerd card for that, but I. I was not impressed. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. I don't know. That's uh, just me. I mean, it was it was overly cheesy, over the top CGI everywhere. It was very little actual acting in it. Um, rock and soundtrack, as always, though. I mean, that was okay. But what about I? I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I cannot believe they're remaking Mary Poppins. I can't believe somebody had the gall to actually think they could do better than the original. I'm shocked. I, I, I think it's like a different story, though. Like, it's supposed to be a prequel or something like that. So I'm a little more okay with that. I didn't see the Beauty and the Beast movie. Um, I'm like... I didn't either. That's some serious Stockholm Syndrome. So I'm like... 
Yeah. What's the message of that? It's like, you know, like if the guy that you're dating or is a jerk, um, don't worry, he'll turn into a human. Like he'll be okay. Yeah, just love him and he'll turn into a non-beast. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cautionary tale, right? Nice. Or not a cautionary right. tale. Clifford's a cautionary tale. If you love someone too much, they get really big. Like too big. Yeah. Crush your house. Especially if you feed them all the time, they get really, really big. That's dangerous. Oh, something else that I've picked up in the last couple of months is uh, solving Rubik's Cubes. Yeah, yeah. Those videos are awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm, I'm, my best time so far is 42 seconds. That's my record right now. That's amazing. So, I've never solved one of those. I'm, I'm having fun. Ooh. Yeah, they're lots of fun. Um, yeah. Really good. I've, I've gotten a reputation at work as the Rubik's Cube guy, which I'm okay with. Um, which <laughs> is also, I'm also the M&M guy because I have a big bucket of M&Ms at my desk all the time that I share with people. Oh, okay. Um, I'm also known as the uh, as Positive Polly, and <laughs> the nice. guy that dances by the copy machine, and uh, several other monikers. <laughs> That's awesome. I before I left today, the office, uh, somebody said, "Wow, John, you're really an addition to the team." I was like, "I'm so nice. glad you didn't use an adjective. That could have been really bad. I don't know." Hey, so yeah, um, like. Your awesome sauce. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna assume I'm an addition. I, it's, uh, that's all good. Keeps me humble, right? Is it in a good addition or a new addition? Or I'm, a, <laughs> I'm just an addition. I'm like, okay, all right, that's cool. Hey, uh, so you, uh, you said you wanted to do some top ten. Do you have your top ten ready? Top ten music. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, I, I might actually. Let me, let me see if I still have that list. Okay. Me, um, I think I still have it. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It's funny when we were uh, when I was editing the last podcast where we had the top ten. Yeah, there was like one, at least one situation where Jason's like, "What's that band's name?" and the music was playing while he's talking, just the way I edited it. I was like, <laughs> "That's pretty funny." Uh, awkward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, he didn't. He didn't have. He didn't know the music was playing because you edited it in afterwards, right? Yeah, man. It's like some like podcast editing magic. Oh my gosh. All oh my right. Gosh. Let me see if I can find it. I am I am looking for it, I promise. Ooh. In the meantime, <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking, okay, so uh I I was listening to like a recent album of Toto cuz I was like, okay, Africa, great what? song. And I'm like and so I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is actually pretty decent, right? And it was like, I don't know, yeah. from a couple of years ago. But um, I was like, you know what a great title for a Toto album would be? Yes, we have other songs right. too. I know, right? One hit wonders. <laughs> you got to love it. Oh, my gosh. I know I've got this. Or uh, yes, we're still alive. I guess that could have been the title of this podcast, but... Yes, we do other things. Okay, here we go. All right, so here's my here's my list of albums. Okay, are you right. ready for this, John? All right, okay, is this so going to be in I order? Have this broken... No, not in any specific order, but I have this broken up into two top ten lists. And since it's just me doing it this week, um, I get to do both of them. So, <laughs> all right, one of one of them is my um, secular 
top 10 albums and the other one is my uh, Christian top 10 albums. All right. And I'm going to explain each one of these, the reason why uh, they are what they are and what they mean to me. So starting with the secular album list, um, in no particular order, generally, probably the the top album on my list would probably be, number one would be Hotel California by the Eagles. Oh, yeah. I know, classic I album. Know one Every song sure. on it is good. Yeah, uh, just, just classic tones. That is Joe Walsh's guitar playing and the lyrics. And the, it's, it's all just, it's a quality album. Sweet. Really good. It really set the standard for classic rock. Um, number two, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent album. Also, um, incredible guitar playing by David Gilmore, one of my favorite guitar players. But the actual songs on it are just really catchy. Songs like Money, uh, you know, Time, and some. These are just really classic rock songs. They still play these on the radio today. They, Sweet. They're, you know, hey, these are any good idea? Songs. Any idea uh, why they called him Pink Floyd? Yes. Actually, they were originally called the Pink Floyd Sound, and they were named after two blues players that they were fans of back in the 60s. Huh. Um, I can't remember their names, but their last names were Pink and Floyd. And oh, okay. uh, they eventually dropped the end sound thing and just became Pink Floyd. But yeah. Good that's, choice. It's kind of like when that, the Facebook yeah. dropped the, the same if you listen to very very early pink floyd it doesn't sound anything like their later albums at all it sounds like the mamas and the papas on acid i mean it's just totally weird but there's a whole backstory behind that and we're not going to get into that tonight anyways uh number three goodbye yellow brick road by elton john that is probably one of the best uh singer-songwriter albums released in the last 30 years. Just a fantastic album all around. Elton John is just a, a world-class performer in his own right, period. I'm just going to interrupt this for a quick message from our sponsor. Hey, Jeff, you know what cats love? Yeah. I do, John. Cats love lasers. Yeah, and they get really excited about laser shows. I don't know why I'm talking like this. I don't know, man, but it's like cats love chasing laser dots, and so like they're always trying to catch the dot. And you know who makes really awesome laser pointers? No, who? Acme lasers. Lazor. Laser beams for cats. All right, so you were on number four. Yeah, number three was Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Okay, number yeah, four, yeah. I'm going to go with um, uh, some guys from up in your way, uh, Moving Pictures by Rush. Oh, yeah. I haven't listened to enough Rush, uh, but I really like uh, two of their songs, Closer to the Heart and... That's the a good one. one. Limelight's good. Oh, I haven't Barquetta. heard that. Is it Tom, Tom Sawyer? Tom Sawyer. There we go. Those are the two that I'm like, yeah. But yeah, I haven't listened to them enough. Yeah. So every song on that album is really good. Um, okay. Some other albums 
from my secular top 10 list. Number five is Blood Sugar Sex Magic by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I love Red Hot Chili Peppers. What's a good single from that album? Yeah, yeah. What is? I'll give it away. 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 Give it away now. Right. Yeah, that song. That one got a lot of radio play. It's a good album, though. Um, has some language on it, but... Flea and Anthony Kiedis and Joe Frusciante, and they're just they're amazing together. Great album, uh, musically, really really good. Um, also, number six is the Black Album by Metallica. Yeah, another album that every song on it is a listener. Is a good one. Uh, seven number seven. Let's see, yeah, number seven is Ten by Pearl Jam. That I have not heard. Uh, I've probably heard singles from it. That is, it's a very good album. Um, Several songs on there. Jeremy, Black, um, just some real good, real good songs on that one. Um, Any idea why they're called Pearl Jam? That I don't know. I don't know the backstory behind that one. Um, Now that you've said that, I'm going to have to look it up though. Uh, yeah. Let's I, see. Okay, uh, number eight is David Gilmore's self-titled album, which he did a solo album back when Pink Floyd was getting big. That is one of the best classic rock albums I've ever listened to. It's really, 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 really good. Um, it's It doesn't really sound like Pink Floyd. There's a lot more movement and rock to it but man it's just it's a phenomenal album um number nine would be uh the warner years by tower of power which is all their early stuff i have never heard of tower of power but that's a sweet name for a band tower of power is a funk band from oakland that got famous in the 70s they did several really big time funk songs like what is hip uh soul vaccinations probably one of my favorite ones uh, funkifies um just incredible horn section really 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 funky uh, oh, if man, you I... like funk tower of power trust me you can't, can't go wait to hear all power. of this when i add it in post yeah it's, it's gonna be fantastic um yeah. we're listening to it right now Soul Vaccination is probably my favorite song off that album. It's really good. Um, and number 10 is uh, Greatest Hits by Huey Lewis and the News. Great ah. album. Every song on it is good. So that's my top 10 secular list of albums that every song on them is good. Yeah, boy. Um, a couple of... Co- I'm sorry, John. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just said yeah, boy. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so, a couple of honorable mentions um, that didn't quite make the cut but are still good albums are Sailing the Seas of Cheese by Primus. Um, Primus is one of those bands that you either love them or you hate them. I love them, so whatever. That's a cool uh, name. Time's Up like... by Living Color. Cult of Personality, you know that one. Uh, the Cars Greatest Hits. I love the cars and yes. Outlandos do more by the police. Uh, love the police and core by stone temple pilots. I spent a lot of time listening to that album in college. Um, another nice. good album, very heavy, kind of dark, but musically 
It's an excellent, excellent album. Okay, so moving on to my Christian top 10 album list. Okay, so these are albums that I have found myself coming back to after 20 some odd years and going, these have staying power. They're really good to listen to. All the songs on them are good. Um, just like my other albums, but these are the ones that uh, are done by Christian artists. So number one is I Will Go by Starfield. Are you familiar with Starfield? They are a Canadian band. Yeah, I actually saw them live. Rock the River incredible in Calgary. Band. They are an incredible band. We're an incredible band. I don't think they're together anymore, but no, I Will Go solo is... Stuff now. Yeah. That, that album is just amazing. Every song on it is really, really good. Uh, number two, Engine of a Million Plots by Five Iron Frenzy. Yes. I love, that what album is this, is Unicorn song? What's it called? Battle Dancing, Battle Dancing Unicorns with, with Glitter. With Glitter, yeah. It's such a great song. Uh, Someone Else's Problem is probably my favorite song on that album. Nice. That's that's it's just I love the horns in it. It's just you know, it's it's good. the The songwriting and the production on it is just so good. And I waited 18 years for them to release that album, so I'm happy about it. Yeah, it's like and a I reboot got to see album. them on tour. It was it was a reboot album, and I got to see them on tour, and it was amazing. Um, number three, Supernatural by DC Talk. Love that album. Yeah fantastic album nothing needs to be said about that it's great yeah um number four bloom by audio adrenaline bloom is that what you said i thought you said blue at first i'm like what yeah, yeah bloom is no, so bloom. good like a f- yes that's like my favorite audio a album yeah, yeah it's it's really really good and uh audio adrenaline has been plagued by people coming in and out of the band over yeah. the last 20 years um I actually really liked them when Toby, when uh, Kevin Max was with them. They mm-hmm. did some really good uh, Kings and Queens. It's actually it's another album on this list. So that was just a great album. Getting too. to it, Bloom was fantastic though. It was a just classic. That's the original Audio A lineup done right. It's just it's a great album. Nice. Um, number five, I want to be like you by FFH. I have never actually that heard FFH. Album, FFH is really, really good. It's a group that was put together by Jeremy Diebler, who is a, uh, a music minister from out in the Midwest somewhere. Um, his songwriting ability is amazing. He's an incredibly talented songwriter. Their songs are just so well done, but these albums that they've produced, especially I Want to Be Like You, are just so well produced and good, just really well done. Um, Big Fish, the single off of that album, got a lot of airplay, um, but so many songs on that album are good. I love that album; it's really great. Okay, numbers. It it's it's good. Trust me, you will you will appreciate FFH because they are world class musicians. And Can we just say? Well, they were originally called Far From Home, but there was another band, a secular band, that had that name, and so they decided to just go with FFH. And strange enough, same thing happened with PFR, who's also on my top ten list. Ah. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> keep skipping ahead. I'm sorry. Um, 
I know, I know, right? So next one is uh, number six, Kings and Queens by Audio Adrenaline. Yes. This was the last incarnation of Audio Adrenaline that had an original member in it. Will Guinness, the original bass player, was still with the band. Everybody else had been replaced. However, everybody else in the band was really, really good. Yeah. It was Kevin Max and uh, uh, the guitar player from Super Chick, uh, Dave Gardazian, however you pronounce his name. Several other guys. I mean, just really good quality musicians. They wrote some really good songs. I especially love their um, their YouTube tribute song, "The Fire." <laughs> um, the fire never sleeps. It's, it's just it's a classic. It, it's classic. Is that, that originally a YouTube song? Um, is it original? Yeah, I think. Is it? No, because I, I know it's like a... I've heard it by Martin Smith. I thought it was a Martin Smith song. Martin Smith from Delirious. His solo stuff's really oh. good, too. Yeah. The Fire Never Sleeps? I don't know. Yeah. I have could to be wrong. that. I thought it was original, but I could be wrong. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there. Okay, so moving on. Number seven is Say It Loud by Sanctus Real. Oh, that album. That's their best album. And then after that, it's like... It's like Christian yeah. Radio kind of ruined them, and they lost their edge. But like totally that album agree. was great. They, I guess they yep. had a couple good albums after that. Like Face of Love was pretty good and stuff. But like that album is just so they unbelievably good. They had a couple good. of good songs after that. They didn't have any good albums after that. They had a couple of good songs after that. But great hidden Say song, It Loud, dude. that song rocks from beginning to end. It's a yep. great album. Love that album. Uh, number eight, Take Me to Your Leader by Newsboys. Yes. You're speaking my language. That man. every song on it, yeah, every song on that album is great. It's just fantastic. Um, that was, I saw Newsboys a couple of times in concert. This was when John James had just left and Peter Furler was rotating into the singing portion, but right. he was still playing some drums. And they still, of course, they had uh, what's his name that was writing songs with them. Um, Steve Taylor. I forget his name. Steve yeah. Taylor, right? Yeah. Steve Taylor was still writing songs with them. His slow, slow and, stuff uh, is so Take Me to Your Leader is classic. Steve Taylor and Peter Furler. It's just the whole album is great. Um, I haven't heard you really object to anything yet, so I'm hoping I'm, I'm on track here. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Loving it. Okay, uh, number nine. Number nine, Supertone Strike Back by the OC Supertones. Yeah. Um, great summer music. Okay, now... Let me let me just say this. The OC Supertones, every one of their albums is really good. I don't think they put out a bad album. All of them are good. However, Supertone Strike Back was the last album they did with Dave Chevalier on saxophone. He later dropped out of the band and joined the Dingies. Ah. But the original the original lineup and after Dave Chevalier left the band, they just played with trumpet and trombone. Uh, with Spencer and uh, uh, Putz. I forgot the trumpet player's name. I should know this, too. Um, Can't believe this. But anyways... The, I'm just kidding. I'm like, I don't know how you yeah, know, I know anybody's right? name. I know everybody's name. I don't know why. I can't remember his name. Um, the Chief is what they call him, The Chief. Uh, Darren Mettler. I knew it was going to come. All right. But uh, he's, he's great. But... Supertone Strike Back was the last album they did with Dave Chevalier, and he actually did some of the lyrics on Little Man. Um, Great song. I love the movie. Yeah, right. that song. Oh, so good. 
yeah just that album is fantastic all of yeah. the supertones album including their their reboot album for the glory they're all good but supertone strike back is probably my favorite and last but certainly not least number 10 is great lengths by pfr yeah pfr is one of those bands that the first time you hear them you go oh they sound like a like a ripoff of the beatles um and that's just because of the way the guy sings his voice sounds a lot like that but that song that album is really really good pray for rain uh, pfr has done several good albums goldie's last day uh them but great lengths was just there's a lot of really good songs on that album and uh little known um fact my honorable mentions for my top 10 for christian albums um is the lead singer from pfr joel his younger brother started a band called believable picnic they only made two albums but believable picnics self-titled album is probably one of the best rock albums i've ever heard it's really really good um also honorable mention is out of a silent planet by king's x yeah, yeah love king's x stuff. um yep. it's good it's I, I really like and and doug Pennick is not really strong on theology so whether or not they're actually even classified as a christian band is kind of up for debate but great album that's why i didn't include it in my official top 10 but it deserves right. honorable mention and uh natural by eric champion i don't know if Love you know that who album. eric champion is yeah no a few people yeah, have heard that natural. that's awesome yeah i like that album. yeah too. eric champion is great the one that one and the one he did before that um when he kind of snapped out of the the christian pop mainstream and kind of went off into the alt techno universe yeah just amazing stuff that just those two albums are fantastic Very so i listen to that album all the time really good stuff so that's my top 20 uh albums yeah so there's certainly more that i enjoyed but those those are definitely you, you can't go wrong with those listen to all of those everybody everybody yeah good stuff really good stuff and i know what i'm talking about so <laughs> yeah yeah you're jeff Hendricks. <laughs> The funky yeah. sick man. I never call you that. It's okay. Where'd that term come from? Is that like something you came up with or did somebody call you that? Uh, I came up with it. It was when I was in college, I was a really skinny guy. Yeah. And so I kind of, I went by the nickname stick man because I kind of looked like a stick figure. Nice. <laughs> and then I went, I joined an IRC chat for something. I don't remember what. And the name Stickman was already taken. So I decided, well, I'm funky. So I'm going to be funky Stickman. And that just kind of stuck. So that was 20 years ago. So Nice. Yeah, I was thinking, okay, so we were talking before about like sharing ideas or whatever. And I'm like, I just, something popped in my head today. And I guess maybe I was thinking about how my brain works because... Yeah, like we said before, and I think your brain kind of looks works familiar or similar, um, where it's just like ideas popping in your head all the time, and it's like you just kind of write them down and use them later or whatever. But it's like because of that continuous flow of ideas, focus, not so good. And so I was thinking about this right. term, 
Are you gifted or afflicted? Ooh. Yeah. And I'm like, that might be a good song idea. I might use it. Um, we'll see. But uh, I, um, hmm. part of it too is I think like if you're a deep thinker, which I do a lot of thinking, I do a lot of analyzing everything. And I mean, I think people yeah. that know me can see that. And, um, and so I'll be thinking very deep, but that deep thinking also can lead to depression. And so it's a gift and a affliction at the same time, a giftion and a reflection affliction. <laughs> no, <laughs> no gifted and afflicted. There you go. Gifted and afflicted. Yeah. And it's just interesting how like on the flip side, and I think we kind of talked about like this disability versus superpower thing, maybe way back in, the past, right? But I, I thought it'd be good right. to bring it up anyways, because I, I think we've been hearing a lot about depression and, you know, like you got Anthony Bourdain and yeah. that fashion lady, I don't remember her name, but people that have, have committed suicide and, you know, we talk about like suicide helplines for people and everything. Um, it's really hard, like so hard for a depressed person to reach out. Like I, I, I don't yeah. know how you get a depressed person to reach out like how i it, it feels like somehow someone has to prompt them and be like yo are you okay because i know for me i don't feel like calling somebody i think a lot of it depends like on how how long that they've dealt with depression how well they how good they are at hiding it because if they're yeah. really good at hiding their depression symptoms how are you going to know if you don't know them well enough? And the only way to really get around that is if you invest in a person enough to where you can tell yeah. that you, that they start to drop the the facade and you start seeing their real nature and all people um, put on some sort form of show, at least, you know, for strangers, that's yeah. just human nature. Cause we want to have, you know, we want to present a good impression Right. We want to, you know, be presentable and friendly. And even though we're in a bad mood, you know, we show up at a party and we may have a headache, but we'll act nice and we'll smile and we'll crack jokes, you know. Um, but people with with severe depression, it's it's crippling, you know, and it's not a matter of, hey, I just don't feel good. I'm going to act nice. It's a matter of I don't want to live anymore, but I'm going to keep on going because people expect me to, you know that kind of depression is very dangerous. Um, we had a friend of ours um, whose husband committed suicide last year, which was difficult. And part of the struggle we had with that is the church prayed for him and prayed for him and prayed for him. And we prayed for him and, he ended up taking his own life. And times like that, you have a lot of uncomfortable questions. Like, yeah. where was his relationship with God if yeah. he did that, you know? And you don't have answers. You, you don't have good answers to those kind of questions. So hard. And, yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I... We've been through some things, <laughs> too, without getting yeah. into any details. But, like, you know, just seeing things around us, right? And you see it in your friends. You see it in... And um, I, I know this was something, too, that I, I, I uh, 
I, I saw someone ask on Facebook, like, how do I teach my kids? How do I teach my kids, you know, about how life is short? How do I teach my kids about all these things? Because they kind of, we have a tendency, especially kind of our generation of parenting and the generations after us are trying to protect their kids from everything. Um, but it's like when things like that happen, it's such a teachable moment for your children to explain um, yeah, you know what? I don't understand what's going on here either. And, you know, we're praying and we're yeah. trusting God right now. And I know even, like, for me, I'm realizing the more I get away from those, you know, false coping mechanisms, the better I'm dealing yeah. with my emotional issues. Because there's so many things I've yeah. done to avoid my emotions. and um, And I honestly think this is a big core of what's creating what they call toxic masculinity because toxic masculinity is supposed to be about like, you know, men that want to dominate men that want to, um, that, that are addicted to things, you know, addicted to substances, addicted to sex, right? Like there's just all those things. And I'm like, I think at the core of it is a big part of like not being able to deal with our emotions. And I mean, the other part too, I think is identity. And it's like, if you have identity issues, you want to somehow feel superior to other people. And wow, there's a lot of people like that. And I'm like, oh, it's so sad. Like, I'm just so sad when I meet those people. I'm like, I'm not angry at them. I, I just look at them and I'm like, oh, like if you just, if you were able to just not worry about trying to look superior to people, you'd be so much happier. Yeah. A lot of that revolves around people's need for affirmation, people's need for uh, success, perceived or otherwise. Um, And they get to a place where they don't feel like they're successful or accepted or loved or valued or whatever. And so they take matters into their own hands, but they do it the wrong way. And so as believers we gain our value, our acceptance, our love from God's love for us. Um, And people who have destructive coping mechanisms um, don't really, and, and part of it is they don't know any better because people that are raised in that kind of environment, that's, they just learn that's how you cope with it. But, God can change that. God can turn those things around and teach people and give people peace and hope and acceptance and love that the world can't understand. The world thinks you have to have pills and booze and, you know, lots of craziness to be cool and accepted and satisfied in life. And God says, you don't need any of those things, you know. All you need to do is just seek after me and I'll give you the desires of your heart. Not the things that you desire, but the the the, the actual underlying satisfaction that you crave. See, like when I crave, like if, if people crave sex, it's usually because they deep down and they're 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 lacking something. They're they're craving yep. acceptance. They're craving pleasure. That kind of endorphin rush that they get from being wanted or being loved. Yep. And 
that's the driving force behind it. So that's one way to get those things, but it doesn't last. God says, I can give you the desires of your heart and the things that drive those wants and needs and satisfy you on the inside in a way that just, you know, filling them temporarily with chemicals, endorphins or adrenaline or whatever we can't do. Yeah, it's definitely a case of genuine versus counterfeit, right? And yeah, 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 right, <laughs> um, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holla. Um, sorry, <laughs> I caught myself doing right, so I'm like, I gotta have fun with this. Um, yeah, no, 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 for sure. And um, I think also like even within like the confines of marriage, there are times where um, that kind of intimacy can be out of a need that you really shouldn't have if you really are at oh, the totally. right place. Um, and that's when it can be destructive to a relationship because it's not authentic. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting because uh, people don't really talk about this too much. <laughs> and so I, I've just been thinking a lot about that and how um, we have healthier relationships when we're grounded um, in our identity in Christ. And it's like, absolutely. I read somewhere, it was like confidence. It's about confidence. And like people who have true confidence have so much that they're giving it away to other people. Those people that are trying to draw right. confidence from you or are talking about how great they are, are trying to draw confidence and it's not real confidence and they drain you to be around. Right. So you want to be yes. around people that actually are able to pour into you, pour that confidence into you. And so I know for me, yeah. that's like, I want to be that person. <laughs> I want to give other people confidence and not try to pull confidence from other people. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, the idea is that we want to, we want to be a light in a dark world. We want to, we want to be confident in who we are and the, the problems we run into, especially with me, and I'm just speaking from my own experience is that I get to a place where I feel like I have to come up with the strength to do it. I have to come up with the confidence and I have to come up with the success. And every time I do that, I go off in left field because my strength and confidence has limits and there's only so much that I can do. There's only so much I have the energy for before I run out and I need to be filled again. And so when I spend time with God and uh, a lot of time with God, then it fills me up to a point where I'm not worried about other people's approval and yeah. getting that affirmation anymore. And I can pour it out in other people. And, and it's noticeable, you know. It's definitely noticeable in my life. And, you know, my family is quick to point it out when I haven't spent enough time with God because it shows in my attitude, you know, because I'm, I'm snapping at people and I'm, I'm looking for that affirmation in places that when I should be getting it from God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I I guess this journey has been really interesting for me, you know, like with this whole like kind of laying down significance and not worrying so much about it. And I I um <laughs> yeah. 
in a way, don't like being noticed. Yet I have a podcast book too. So I mean, like I, I don't know. I feel like, and I, I think I, you know, when it comes to art, when it comes to like just these conversations that I'm having everywhere, like it's not just in the podcast. I'm like having conversations like this all the time. I don't know about you, but like, yeah. um, I feel like it's just ideas. Like I just these ideas, I want these ideas to come out and I don't really know where these ideas are coming from. It's like stuff I listen to, stuff I read and I'm like, I just want to share that and it's got like nothing to do with me and so like, I just want to get out of the way of it and I think when people are doing good art, you know, and you know, like we, I said before, I, I believe podcast is art. When you're doing good art, your personality kind of gets out of the way of the idea. And that's where I want us to be. Gotcha. Well, and your personality is going to flavor it to some extent. I mean, otherwise right. everything would look and sound the same, but at the same time, true art transcends the artist. You know, it speaks to people on a level beyond I me just explaining the idea to you because I can explain an idea to you and you can get it. But if I move you with a piece of music, then you understand how I feel. Or if yeah. I show you, if I paint this beautiful landscape, you can feel what it's like to be there that just using words can't get. And yeah. that's, as an artist, we strive to rise to the point where we can communicate that beyond what normal words can do. Because otherwise, you know, you could just write, and, and really good authors can do that too. They can craft words to a place where it's more than just you read A happens, then B happens, then C happens. You feel like you're in the story when you read yeah. a really good novel, you know, or something like that. That's that's really art is when it, it draws you into the whole experience. And that directly relates to how we worship, we lead worship, we practice worship, we we do that more than just a performance, more than just playing the music. We draw people into the experience. Yeah. And that's, that's when it becomes more than just art. It becomes real worship. And that's, that's where my heart is anyways. That's, I love mm. that. So it's beautiful, man. Yeah. And I mean, I've been thinking a lot too about like, uh, how Jesus spoke in parables and our tendency is to give people the Coles notes of those parables and be like, this is what it means. And it's like, okay, but if we don't tell the story, if we don't live in the story, like if we don't actually take in the story, are we missing part of this yeah. by just giving our right. synopsis, right? It's like if you watched a movie and it's like, okay, yeah. um, you know what? I don't want to watch Star Wars. Can you just tell me what happens in it? Okay, now I've watched Star Wars because you've told me what happens in it. No, you haven't. It's not the same. No. You haven't experienced it. It's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we've still got a lot of things to talk about, and I'm really looking forward to chatting with Jason and you about some of these things. Um, just so much has happened in the last couple of months. Uh, just things that we've had to work through, um, dying to self yeah. I had to get to a point where, like you did, I had to just lay aside my desire for success and just say, okay, I'm just going to do whatever God tells me to do. And if yeah. he wants me to be successful, 
that's great. If not, that's also great. Don't care. <laughs> Just doing whatever God tells me to do. You know, like I'm making, I can put together an album. It's not going to necessarily be spectacular, but it doesn't really matter. I'm just doing what I feel like God wants me to do. Exactly. And so it could be successful. I mean, they're, you know, albums like, you know, Toto's Greatest Hits. It's got one song on it, you know, and <laughs> that's, that's what they're known for. And, uh, it, it could it could be better than that, or it could be worse than that. But it's still that's not the point, you know. We could title that album "No, We Don't Have Any Other Songs, But We Tried Anyways." Yeah, this is just as other songs to fill the rest of the space while you hit song number one on repeat, yeah, or whatever. Africa and filler. Yeah, <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, there's a few like that. Oh my gosh. Like, can you name any other songs that Wild Cherry did besides play that funky music, White Boy? That song's so good. They didn't need to do any other songs, did they? <laughs> exactly. They just they, they recorded that song. They just mic dropped it and just said, that's it. We're done. We have just, that is the pinnacle of our creation. Boom. Yeah. No, I, I, well, that's just it though. Like, I, I think it's like, um, we're designed in a specific way with a specific purpose and we just live that. And if we try to be more, or if we don't live up to what we're supposed to be, it's kind of a waste, right? Like I, I feel like it's almost like, okay, you know, when you went to do a, an exam, um, in university and you're sitting down or you're planning, you're studying for the exam and you're like, I got to study, I got to study, I got to study. And you're like, I got to prove to the professor I know more than I really do. Right? Yeah, or you don't study it. Yeah. at all and you just wing it. And I'm like, you don't do either. What you should do is like do your best to prepare. But when it comes down to it, when you sit down to write that test, all you got to do is show your prof what you know. No more, yeah. no less. And I believe that's how we should live our lives. That's a good point. A lot of times we try and either hold back from what we're capable of or we try and oversell what we're capable of. And really, we just need to be honest with ourselves and go, you know, I have limitations. I have limitations as a musician. And a, lo a lot of people will say, well, you're a fantastic musician. Well, I mean, I think I'm okay, but I do have limitations. And I'm the only one that knows those because I know myself and I know what I am and, and what I'm not capable of. So, you know, people come up with ideas and they'll say, oh, well, you could do this and you could write a write a, an album or write a novel again or whatever, you know. And I'm like, I could, but I'm not, you know, or do this or that. I know my limitations and there's certain things I just not interested in doing because I know it would take more time and energy and the outcome would not be what I want it to be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I could do it, but if I did, it would not come out the way I wanted. So I'm not going to try because yeah. I know my limitations. Not that you I'm know. living defeated, you know, but I, I, I'm realistic about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess what's interesting too is like as you kind of, as you form relationships with people, it's like they see things in you that you don't see and that kind of becomes a part of who you are. 
And so there may at some point somebody say, hey, Jeff, I really think you could do this. And they may convince you at some point and it may become true, right? Like it's, it's relationship is so important for that. And I know for me, you know, I had a few people basically say to me, John, your brain works a little different than other people's. And that was really all I needed to know. Like it made me understand why not everybody will necessarily appreciate what I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But it also helps me understand that I have something to contribute that, you know, like I think outside of the box and I may be able to present an idea somebody has not thought of. And so I do that, but try to do it gently. Well, I'll give you, (laughs) I'll give you an example. Like for instance, our friend 8-Bit Gangster um, released an album. So I'm chatting with him and I said, you know, were you planning on doing live shows to promote your album? You know, yeah. because a lot of musicians will do that. And he was like, yeah, I'd really like to. And I said, you know, what would be really great is if I had an album and we could do a show together. Right. And he just, he was like, yeah, you should do that. <laughs> and I got to thinking about it. And, and really, my strength as a musician is in performance. I'm not the best songwriter. I'm not the best arranger but I like yeah. to perform. I'm good on stage playing music. I just, I love playing music, not, you know? And so for me to put together an album would be, it would be difficult because that's not something that I'm really great at, but it would provide me the opportunity to play the music and I could do that with him. And I was like, yeah, I could see that, you know, he convinced me to want to do that. Not because I'm a great songwriter, but because yeah. I like playing music and I would love to do that with him. So I considered it and I thought about it and I said, you know, I think I can do it based on what I have, knowing my limitations and, yeah. and what I have time for and what I have the capability of doing. I think I can do it. So that's that's where I'm at now. That's great. That's great. Yeah, it's funny. I, I mean, I play bass at church, um, but I, I don't think of myself as like, like a great performer. I'm not that I'm saying you're saying that, but like, but I, I feel like my strength is writing. And so I'm like, huh, can I get what's in my head out properly? Cause what I, what's in my head is amazing, (laughs) but I don't know how to communicate it. So anyways, yeah, it's interesting. Um, and I mean, we'll see, see what happens with that. I, yeah, I just, I like to write. And I'll write all kinds of things. And so eventually I'll have something that, I don't know what it is, a book, some songs, just everything. I think my, my biggest frustration with writing music is that I get frustrated thinking, oh man, this has all been done before. I can't come up with anything original, you know, like hmm. it just, you know, and I get frustrated by that because I'm thinking, well, I'm not really coming up with anything new here. But that's not the point. The point is, is that I can take my take on something and add just a little bit of flavor to it. You don't have to recreate the wheel. I mean, I'm not going to create avant-garde, atonal music. You know, it's not going to be like that. And that's not necessary. For me to put together a music project, I just have to take some ideas and things that I've had from my past 
and just put them together with a new twist on it, you know, exactly. add a little different hook here or a little bit of idea of this, or maybe mix two kind of sounds that I like in a way that hasn't been done. So it's not like I have to be creative from top to bottom and create an entire new paradigm. I just have to take what I know and put it together in ways that I like. And, and if I do that, then somebody will like it. And that that's just going to have to be good enough. And then once that's all done, then I get to perform it and then I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. It's funny because you're, and I, I don't know, I don't know if I'm a great songwriter or anything like that, but I just feel like it's, it's something I like to do and I think it's a strength, but I'm like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because I feel like you just kind of pull from stuff that you've heard, but I'm not like consciously doing it. It's like, oh, oh yeah, I, I got this like synth yeah. line in my head. And you, I don't know where this came from. I actually, I like to think of it kind of like cooking and I don't cook, but, <laughs> but it's like this idea okay. where it's just like, oh, I just need a little bit of pepper, a little paprika, whatever paprika is. But, um, you know, like, it's like, oh, this just <laughs> needs a little bit more of this. And it's like, you kind of know what else needs to be added yeah. But the funny thing is, is someone comes along and they're like, and I, I wrote this like worship song um, and it was like, it just had a verse and a chorus and it was stupid simple. It was like, I want more of you. Right. right. And, um, and then, right. you know, somebody came along and they're like, oh yeah, that song. And he's like, yeah, God told me you're going to have another verse to that. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> and that's kind of my problem is, is like, I, it's hard to take other people's opinions when you're convinced that's the way song has to be. Right. So. Yeah. We're, yeah, it's, it's difficult. And, and it goes back to humility. Like we were talking about at the beginning, <sighs> it's difficult, but you know, creative world is a whole different ball game. And so I'm looking forward to exploring it. I want to be able to perform stuff and I don't really want to just do covers, but no. I don't really care about writing my own music, but I just want to be able to play stuff that's interesting. Yeah. And so I guess I'm just going to have to write my own music so I can play it without royalties. <laughs> that's kind of an awkward reason to write an album, but I guess I could do that, right? Oh my gosh. Well, I think that was like a good hour and a half of material. Yeah. <laughs> It always happens with us. When when I hear you guys talking on other podcasts and you're like 30 minutes and you're like, well, it's time to go. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, dude. John and I just t ramble for like 90 minutes every time we talk. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, well, I, and I find too with this format, because we want to cover multiple topics and try to make it yeah. interesting. It's like, it, it's hard to do it in short format because like, how can you be... I don't know. It's like the multiple it topics format. And it's like, let's cram as much as we can in here and it'll be hilarious. So yeah, I don't know we, if we this don't was organized. so much hilarious as it was maybe a little more serious, but yeah, we'll, we'll get the back to the sillies. And I, I just haven't been feeling very silly lately. Like I said, That's we've right. been working through a lot of spiritual issues and things like that. Like God is teaching us, how to rest. God is teaching yeah. us how to take care of ourselves and he's teaching us to rely on him. And that's hard, you know, to let yeah. go of those things 
on a regular basis. It's, it's easy to say you can do it, but it's hard to actually do it every day. But it's, it's funny because at the same time, it's easier. <laughs> right? Because well, you, yeah. you realize it's like, oh, I'm doing it again. I'm trying to show everybody I know more than I do. And why do I keep doing that? Because that's a terrible way to live. And so it's like yep. when you start leaning on Christ, you realize, oh, yeah, this is way better. Anyways. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed our ramblings. Um, It's been been enjoyable, as always. Yeah. I guess uh, contact us on Facebook or whatever. Hit us up on Twitter, yo. On the Twitter. You're uh, Funky Stick Man, right? Yeah. At Funky Stick Man. At ADD Masterminds. And what's your your Twitter handle? At Johnny How with an E. No, no E. No E? Oh, it's just Johnny How without the E? Oh, my bad. It's all good. My bad. So, it's all good. Later, cats. everybody. <laughs> the podcast. Left on the side of the road to die The broadcast Was put on the shelf for my Oh, vanity, insanity, depravity, humanity ADD mastermind